Hello and welcome to another episode of Copy That. I'm your host, Twila Amin, and today our guest is Jonathan Aubrey Lewis. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little about yourself. What it is that you do? I so my name yeah my name is Jonathan Arby Lewis I'm a director writer and um, most recently I added producer to that as Ooh. well I'm gonna start producing more okay um, but yeah so I am a director and I think I think my first love is probably directing mm-hmm. um, writing is definitely something that I you know started I learned as a kid and discovered as a kid and um, been doing that ever since um, but yeah mainly director writer um, okay. Most recently. And now Triple Threat. Triple Threat. I am here for it. Well, today we're communing over uh, tea. We have green tea. Mm -hmm. And this looks really good. I'm looking forward to... Cheers. Cheers. Cheersing? Is that a word? Can you cheers? I think think so, yeah. Okay. We're doing it today. (laughs) So I just want to get back, like, before we go all the way in it, hear a little bit about your background. I know you're from SoCal. Mm -hmm. Um... You have a love for movies. What is it that got you wanting to work in this industry? That's a great question. Um, great intro question for sure. Um, you know, it's always good to start. You know, back back um, in the beginning. And I think with me, um, the reason why I'm in this industry, I would single handedly probably say, um, probably my grandmother. Mm. She was a big, big. She was a huge movie buff. And I spent a lot of time um, at her house, mm-hmm. um, just her watching me, her watching my sister and I. And that was just a pastime for us. Like that was just, it was a bonding time. It was a, it was a time where um, I, I felt in control. I didn't have a whole lot of control in my, in my actual house right. because my parents, my dad's a pastor, my mom was a first lady and stay-at-home mom and all that stuff. My grandfather was a pastor as well. Um, um, on my dad's side, um, and so they, you know, they were they they were kind of the quintessential kind of strict conservative, mm-hmm. you know, um, black parents, and and so I didn't I didn't have much much say so in that household, but at my grandma's house, she allowed me to kind of just she did I did whatever I wanted, kind of you know I had free range. That was a bit of freedom for or a you. bit of freedom, yeah. and part of that freedom included like taking the remote and just like you know grabbing it and flipping from channel to channel yeah. and it's it, i think it started with like tv movies at first and then it kind of moved into just you know grabbing uh vhs movies back then back then it was vhs vhs um, <laughs> but you know grabbing vhs movies and and you know it's 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 funny a lot of the movies that i probably was watching at the time i probably shouldn't have been watching mm-hmm. but she just allowed it she just i think she knew that I liked the TV. Yeah. That's what she knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, and I, and I also think that she knew that, that you know, being at her house, it, it was freedom. And right. so she allowed me to kind of be able to um, just watch. That's stuff. so good. Yeah. Um, and so um, it started with her and then it, it kind of moved on with my parents too. Cause then I would come home and I was kind of, I was just crazy about the TV. It also helped that they, um, they also love TV. They also love TV and movies, and yeah. that's a good that's a pastime for them. I didn't I I didn't grow up listening to a lot of music, even though I love music mm-hmm. now. Music wasn't a big thing for us, but it was about, all about movies. It was about, it was the TCM channel. It was yes. Betty Davis, and, yeah. you know, and and Clark Gable and Ru- Ruby D and Sidney Poitier. Di- you know, classics, Diane Carroll, yeah. all the classics. Was you it know? more escapism or entertainment? What do you think it was? Um. I think in the beginning, I think it was just me. It was me watching. I think back then, my my parents, my mom in particular, she she referred to those films as wholesome films. Got it. Yeah. So she allowed me to just free range. I could watch as many of those as I could. Okay. You know, as many of those because they were older films. Right. And they were wholesome. Right. Um, until you really start watching, until you watch some of those films, right? Some yeah. of them, some of them films yeah. was you know they're talking about some crazy stuff, yeah. you know, but um. But yeah, I mean, it was just, it was free range to kind of watch those types of films. And I think, um, yeah, because, yeah, because they didn't allow me to watch, I couldn't watch, you know, I couldn't watch, they wouldn't let me watch like BET or like MTV or, you know, VH1 because those, that was the music videos and stuff like that. So I couldn't watch that stuff. So, 
so yeah, so I I was able to watch a lot of those whole, those wholesome films. Okay, you know what I mean? yeah, and I just I devoured them, and, and they loved them. Yeah, and know? that's good, and that's a good basis for like, because that's what we call like the classic era of television. So or film, and you're watching like the rules and like the the foundational parts of what you need about storytelling and what film is and how you know. So that's a really good era and wholesome films that taught you a lot about filmmaking i think it taught me everything i mean it, it 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 i think before i even knew i wanted to be a director you know like before i had i, I had like actually verbalized it i think subconsciously it was already there yeah you know what i mean yeah because i was always one of those kids i was i was always a deep kid you know i was i was i was i was always one of those kids that um I felt for the characters. Mm. I understood what they were going mm. through. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, you know, I, I always kind of joke about like, you know, to, you know, joke about being a, a very serious kid with my sister. Cause I'm like, man, I was so serious <laughs> as a kid, you know? Um, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I think that's just the way that God made me. God made me kind of, not, I'm not a serious person, but he did make me with a lot of depth. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm able to, I don't know. I just was able. I just appreciated those films yeah. and understood them and understood the. I love the soundtracks and yeah. just all of it. It was just oh man, like you absorbed. Yeah, yeah. I absorbed yeah. it all. The, That's the good. wardrobe. The yeah. production design, all of it. Because some people just see what's on the screen, but it seems like you were able to take it layer and go through the mise en scene, if you will, and mm -hmm. understand the sounds and yeah. the framing. And yeah. that's beautiful. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, again, you're from SoCal. Um, I think when we we've talked before and you mentioned like, but you didn't really know like how to get in the movie industry and like your mom was instrumental in trying to help you figure that part out. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, and then you went to Atlanta and then you came back. Do you feel like as part on part of that journey on figuring out, I think I'll put it this way. I think being a person who's not from SoCal, um, you always assume that, oh man, kids in California, they were, uh, they got it easy because, or easier because they um, have been around this and they, they know what, how to get into the film. They got one foot up, but it seems like that's not true. <laughs> the older we get, that's not necessarily the case because there's gatekeepers around and we don't always know people in the industry. Like for you, for you being a person that grew up here, was there any like, any chance that you got to be, see an actual set or you know I, I mean, yeah I, I think when you when you ask it that way absolutely I, I was I, I I kind of I wasn't able to see a set but what I, I was able to do was okay so not only was I really into TCM films and all that stuff like that growing up I was also when I got a little bit older I was into uh, I started getting into music videos. Mm. I was sneaking and watching music videos. Yeah, yeah. And so the great... we both were. <laughs> uh, what did you say? We both were. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just sneaking and watching. <laughs> I, I'll, t I'll say this. Um, the first music video, this little diversion, the first music video that I watched that I was just like completely awestruck at okay. her brilliance was Maya, Maya, um, Maya It's All About Me. That was the... That, that was. I, I remember watching that video that and being one. like... Oh my! What am I yeah, watching? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and a just good yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just. I remember I got. I had my, one of my older cousins go and like sneak and buy the album for me because I was obsessed. Wow, with yeah, Maya. like yeah. just obsessed with her. Anyways, um, yeah. Anyways, but <laughs> so music videos. I I say all that to say that um, one of my favorite music videos when I was a kid was a director named Paul Hunter. Mm -hmm. And my dad knew. My dad. My dad was kind of the cool one out of the parents. My dad. He knew I was watching videos. Okay. But but I think he, I think he just allowed me to kind of just. He was also kind of allowing me some freedom a little bit yeah. too. Um, and he he did he you know Paul Hunter did everyone from Michael Jackson to um, Madonna to mm -hmm. Aaliyah. He did uh, one of my favorite videos by her called uh, We Need a Resolution. Mm -hmm. And I never forget somehow my dad found out that Paul Hunter went to Northridge University uh -huh. and was going to be speaking to kids. Okay. And he 
we he somehow fandangled some tickets, got some tickets somehow. I'm not sure how. And we drove out to Northridge University. Mm-hmm. That's where that was his alma mater, um, Paul's alma mater. And um, we we went to go see him speak. Wow. And we were way in the back. It was like it was like at least a thousand people there wow. to go to listen to him talk. Yeah. This is before his production company, Pretty Bird, and all that stuff. This is just him making music videos. And um, I remember, you know, just being so excited to be there, hearing this man talk, this black man talk mm-hmm. about music videos, you know what I mean? And about cinema, yeah. you know? Um, and I never forget my dad, you know, hustled me up to the front, you know oh, what I mean? I love and this, yeah. To go meet him. And, the, and I, 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 don't, I can't even remember what Paul said, but... He probably was just like, hey, man, keep going. Something right, like that. You right. know what I mean? It was a million people trying to get his autograph and pictures and all that stuff like that. But that was, yeah, I mean, that was my really my only time. Um, really, it wasn't, a, it wasn't me being on set, but it, it did drive me okay. forward. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I will say this one other thing. Um, well, two other things. It was the color purple. Mm-hmm. That was a defining moment in my life as well. I, I was obsessed. I was just like, how do they do this? Right who's the person that's in charge mom what do they mean you know you know how does this happen my you know and my mom was just like i think it's i think they're called directors and blah 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 blah. and i learned about steven spielberg back then that's when i found out about about him and all of that and then after that after i took that information like oh this is a director Mm -hmm. this is what a director does my mom had me in an entrepreneur class as a kid oh man little entrepreneur class okay and the the t- it was a teacher named Mr. Gentry, uh, black man. Mm-hmm. With and, a Gentry last name, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and he, um, I remember asking. I remember he he was kind of asking the class, what what did you what do you guys want to do when you guys get older? Mm-hmm. You know, you're as a business. And I was like, he came to me. You know, he came to me, and I was and I basically wanted to be a director. And he was like. Okay. He was like, let me, let me do, he didn't even know. He was like, let me do some research on that. Cause mm-hmm. people were saying traditional things like, I want to be a plumber. I want to be a this, I want to yeah. be a, an accountant. I want to, you know, things like that, yeah. you know, or I want to start, have a business or whatever the case is. And I came, you know, with, I want to be a director. And he was like, yeah. well, let me kind of get back to you on how yeah. to do that. And he really encouraged me. Wow. He really encouraged wow. me to go down that path. So to answer your question, I did not have, I don't come from, I'm not legacy. I right. You know, there's no one in my family that has like done this before. But I did have a lot of people around me as a kid that mm-hmm. did encourage me, as well as my parents. Right. They encouraged me. Yeah. They did. You know, I think they thought it was a, a fluke and maybe thought that I wouldn't do it. Just but the they, face. Did en- yeah. <laughs> they did encourage yeah. me, yeah. you know what I mean? To yeah. kind of to, to watch movies and to go after this. Yeah. You know. That's really, it's really important. And I think it's something I'll say as we transplant, because, <laughs> you know, most people from in this industry are not from here. But I do feel like, um, you know, sometimes we make certain assumptions that it's easier for people who are here. But I just want like even for people who are from here and still trying to figure out how to get in the industry, it's not always necessarily easier. It doesn't mean that. You know, like, it you still have the same struggle. <laughs> it has been tough. Yeah. Matter of fact, this past week was tough. How about yeah. that? So it's like, it's, you know, it's tough. Right. It's, it's a tough industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it, I think it's tough even if you have, um, um, you know, backdoor connections yeah. and things like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's still tough. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. starting. Everybody has a different starting point, but you're going to encounter similar struggles or whatever Mm -hmm. and you have to just stay in stay in it um so you have an amazing short film i know you've done several short films Mm -hmm. um you've done commercial um and there's something else outside of commercial just music videos music videos that's right i was like what's the word music (laughs) videos um and i want to talk about how like you you made that first leap into that but i really want to like just let people know that there's this amazing film called Sojourn and it's a short film and it's a beautiful film. It's really beautiful. And when I finished watching it, the first thing I said to myself is that I really appreciate directors with a true vision Mm -hmm. for what they want to see on screen. And I appreciate, um, because sometimes I don't think people plan 
necessarily mm. their shots or yeah. think about like what the audio is going to be and how it matches up so beautifully or mm -hmm. symbolism just things like that and you yeah. put that thought into that and i know you had to grow to that moment right. to be able to create that and find your voice mm -hmm. um but i just wanted to take that time to let you know like thank yeah you. i just was like this is art i love it Aww, <laughs> this is thank beautiful you so much yeah that means a lot um i appreciate it yeah thank you. absolutely thank you absolutely watching. Um, so back to your directing to get to, the, to even get you to this path, like what was your first steps into the industry? You're out of college. You're, did you start in Atlanta? Cause you went to Clark Atlanta in college. Mm -hmm. I didn't start in Atlanta. So, um, I'm gonna look at the camera real fast Go ahead. to everyone out there. My story has been like, it's, it's been a very non-traditional um, approach to filmmaking and the journey of filmmaking. It has not been easy. It has been up, down, up the creek, you know, passing this place, going to that, that you know, going down this cul-de-sac, you know, a dead end feels like sometimes it's been, it's been wild, but, um, I have surrendered to the fact that that's just how it's supposed to be for me. That's mm -hmm. how, that's how it is, you know, that's how my journey is. And um, I'm gonna talk back to you now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to say that to the people. Yes. You know, let people that's know. important, exactly. yeah. The people, because the people don't know. The people, yeah. people be thinking it's like, you know, it's a it's one straight line and right. it's so not. It's, it's not, not, it's not, it's, it's not. not. Sometimes I wish it was a straight line <laughs> because I'm like, man. You start here, then you do this, yeah. and then you do this. Sometimes, it's not always. Sometimes yeah. I wish it was, our field was like an accountant. Like, okay, you do this, you do mm -hmm. that, you do this, and then you're an accountant. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and then you've been an accountant for the next 40, 50 years. Right. Perfect, you know? Yeah. But that's not how, we're, we're artists, and that's not how it is for us. Right. You know? Um, in particular, how it is for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm like singled out or something. Anyways, I digress. Um, but for me, for me, um, I'm going to back up just a little bit, okay, even please. before like college, I think for me, so, you know, I think, I think, um, I grew up, you know, obviously I, you know, I, I told you, I, um, I grew up in the church, you know, and, and all of that and the church was great, but the church also did a number on me, mm -hmm. you know, in a, <laughs> And um, it it was one of those places where I you know I was talking to my therapist the other day and I was saying how um, how in a lot of ways as a kid all the places I should have felt safe I didn't feel safe mm. I didn't feel safe at school I didn't feel safe at church mm -hmm. and I didn't feel safe at home at times because we not with my parents my parents were safe people. Um, sometimes, um, <laughs> when they wasn't spanking me anyway, <laughs> but they were safe, but, um, we, we, we had a, we had a time where we had some people staying at our house mm -hmm. and that was kind of a rough time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where I was kind of bullied and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. I was at all, all three of these places where I should have been safe. I wasn't safe. Mm. All of this makes is important in laying the foundation because it's going to all make sense in a minute. But I I struggled as a kid, you know yeah. what I mean? I was always sort of ostracized. I was definitely I was a queer little kid who didn't know really I was queer and then once I discovered I was queer, I was like, "Oh wait, I can't be queer mm. because I'm going to die and go to hell." <laughs> and so yeah. it was all of that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, and mind you, I'm dealing with all this at like I don't know, 11 and 12 you, privately. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, dang, I'm a little different and I don't know if I can be different and just all of that stuff like that. Being called gay by like my cousins and yeah, stuff, you know, yeah. and you arguing at the family reunion. No, I'm not. I'm not gay. You know, right. it's like, it's just a lot. And right. so I think, I, I think for me, like, I think me as a kid, I was a sad kid. Mm -hmm. Even, and film was what it really... It was the only thing that gave me mm -hmm. a lot of joy. You know what I'm saying? Just watching a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And escaping into these worlds right. that these people would make, right? And I think that when I when I got older, you know, let's say to like 18, 19, 20, I ended up going to Clark or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I was still very insecure, you know, because those those wounds don't go just go away. No. You grow up with them, and you still now you have with to you, yes. now you have to contend and, yeah. and kind of you know figure out why you tick these tick the way you tick and all this stuff like mm -hmm. that so for me being at clark honestly was 
it was a beautiful time, but it was also a hard time as well. It was it was beautiful because I was able to kind of like I found some friends who were like, "Yo, man, you need to come out the closet," mm-hmm. and I came out the closet. That was great, you Good, know. Yeah. But then it was also really hard as well because. I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I what I possess, what God's given me. Matter of fact, back then I wasn't even like in I wasn't even Christian back then mm-hmm. because you know, I was just I didn't I wasn't even into God. I don't really like the word Christian. I wasn't a believer. Right. That's a that's a better word. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I was just like, I'm over this. This is not you know, being a believer is not good. It's not con you know, um not good for me. Right. Whatever. Right. And so that was that was a good time. It was Clark was great, but it was also a rough time. After Clark, um, I had a lot of theory mm-hmm. about film, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know how to make a film. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was taking a lot of you know um, classes about African American women and how they're portrayed in the media, how black men are portrayed in the right. media, things like that. You all know, all the theoretical, all the theoretical yeah. things. But okay, how do you turn a camera on though? You know what I mean? Right. Um, no shade towards Clark. <laughs> Clark is amazing. It's a, yeah. it's an amazing. If if you want to go to Clark, go to Clark. It's an amazing place to be. Um, but so then after Clark, I ended up going. To, I went to the, the Los Angeles Film School. Okay. To I came back out here mm-hmm. to L.A. to continue my education, and that's when I started learning. How, I was like, oh, this is how you assemble an, okay. a, a, a film. This is how you make a film right. from the beginning all the way to the end. You know what I mean? And I think when I left there, I definitely knew how to make a film. Mm-hmm. And I definitely started finding my own voice as a filmmaker. I was right. like, okay, I think I I think I know my, my voice, you know, a little bit or whatever. And I'm kind of gaining, you know, momentum a little mm-hmm. bit. But I was so... I, I was fearful. That's when anxiety really started to like listen, hit me. Listen. I was so fearful. Yes. And so I remember getting out of college graduating mm-hmm. and all my friends were well associates they were going on to go work at this place at this you know mm-hmm. this house this production house this place they were going this person was going to direct they such and such film or whatever the case is and i was going back to work at a little shoe store because mm-hmm. i was like i was i was scared shitless i didn't what was know it that, what do you think it was i just didn't I couldn't wrap my head around actually going out there outside of the school system mm-hmm. and I'm going to make a film now. Like right. I, now it's right. time to go make a, it's like I know how to make a film but like I don't know how to like I don't know pitch myself or like you know what I mean? Yeah. I just was very 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 insecure. Right. Very insecure. Yeah. Um about my talent, about you know about it all i just i was so directionless yeah you know what i'm saying um and you know mostly i mean i look back too. that that was a rough time too because you know i love my dad but like he just didn't my dad just didn't have the he just didn't know i needed i needed a i needed a i needed my father Mm -hmm. to be like hey man like to affirm me right and he didn't know how. Right. And he didn't know how because he didn't know how to affirm himself. Right. That's you know what we say. It's like sometimes it's generational. Yeah, it's generational. Just, yeah. He didn't know how to give it to himself. So I'm I'm expecting this man to give me something that he mm-hmm. can't he can't and won't give himself. Right. I'm expecting my mom to give me something that she can't and right. won't. You know what I'm right. saying? And so I remember the, the whole foundation of this is that I'm a very I'm a I'm a deep person. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't I don't say that pretentiously. I mean that in in the sensitive way mm-hmm. i'm a very sensitive person yeah, you yeah. know what i'm saying i am i'm very deep in that way not like trying to be you know yeah anything else but i'm just sensitive yeah and so i needed a lot of attention i needed a lot of like affirmation of like hey mm-hmm. man you have something amazing you can do this right um it's so funny how you know we think that like gaining skills you know is the thing that we need. Right. And then we go get the skills and then we realize then we yeah. still are lacking something. Right. And that's usually because we are not really dealing with the with the actual issue, which mm. is a lot of it is it's a lot a lot of times we're insecure about certain things. A lot of it is 
trauma from kid right. back going back to childhood that aunt that said that you were ugly or whatever mm-hmm. you know, you know whatever we, it we is. All, yeah. you know i mean i remember for the longest i didn't i wouldn't um I didn't want to smile because I had an, an aunt tell me that I had uh, ugly gums. See? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. this, yeah. yeah. And then one day I was like smiling at myself in the mirror and I was like, my gums are fine. Who you know what I mean? You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just little yeah. things like that that, and that stick, stick with that you. That stay with you. You know years. what I'm saying? That yeah. stay with you for, for yeah. years. And I'm always one of those, those, I'm one of those directors that, you know, people ask me all the time. They watch Sojourn. And they'll be like, "Oh my God, how did you do this? How did mm-hmm. you do that?" I'm not giving. I'm. I, I'm. I'm not about to talk about technical stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk to me, you're gonna talk about real stuff. Because right. for me, in my opinion, people don't focus enough on the technical on the on the the actual issues mm-hmm. of like you know what I'm saying. Like you can be technically efficient all day, and you know, know how to use a red camera and mm-hmm. know how to set your shots up and know how to get angles and blah, 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 blah. But if you are, if you are hurting, mm-hmm. if you are deeply, if something is not right mm-hmm. internally, it affects everything. Yeah. Your whole equilibrium is off. That's so real. You like there's so many times that we just need to be validated or you feel like. Like you said, due to like certain traumas or yeah. always like ex- or experiences where you're just like, I'm not, and I come from a personal place of being like, I feel like I'm not good enough. So no matter what I know and how much I learn and how much I connect people, then sometimes it really just feels like no matter how much I give, it's not good enough. And that's from who said, like, you know, yeah. like all those people in I the past. E- yeah. I would even take it a step further and say that sometimes we are chasing the education because and the academia because we don't know like be, yeah. because, because we it's a, it's a shield it's like as long as i'm in school you know mm-hmm. in school or learning yeah. i don't have to really show anything i don't have to show just people trust I'm, I'm just i'm yeah. in learning i'm learning. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in school you know yeah. and i i never forget like for a minute it felt like i was going to be a full-time student yeah. cuz i was always in school it yeah. was just like you know what i mean and so yeah, but you know, eventually, you know, I I had it's weird. I mean, I, I've had I, I've had a a, a very interesting um, space. So after I graduated, um, Los An- Lo- the Los Angeles Film School, I ended up um, going to go work go work at a shoe store. Um, all this talent in a shoe mm-hmm. store. Okay, right? How many how many of those do we have? All this talent in a shoe store. And, or- on the streets. On the street, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a shoe store, selling selling high-end European shoes that I couldn't even afford. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> so doing that. And then eventually, I, um, I I had a stint where I was a flight attendant. I did that um, with an airline for maybe like a year and a okay. half. And this is it's all going to come up to Sojourn because Sojourn is, is where... I, I discovered that film in the friendly skies. Okay. You know, wow. being a flight attendant, you yeah. know? And, um, I was up there. I had a friend that worked as a flight attendant. He told me, Hey, you know, you should be a flight attendant so you can travel for free. And I'm like, great. And uh-huh. I, and I love, 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 love travel. Oh, me too. Love travel. Me too. I wish I could do it more you yeah. know, and more and more often. Yeah. But, um, you know, one day, yeah, one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but yeah, so I, I, Ended up, um, ended up um, being a flight attendant, and I think that was when I I really started realizing like that's the like the idea for Sojourn came came to me. Okay, I feel, yeah. I feel like it was from God. You know, yeah. it, all I kept seeing was this this guy, this black guy who was traveling around mm-hmm. from place to place much like myself mm-hmm. you know a very meta it was very meta yeah you know what i mean yeah. and at the same time i was meeting all of these they um, i used to work in first class and um a lot and um and i used to i was always meeting professors or scientists mm-hmm. or all sorts of people celebrities yeah. people like that yeah and it just I'm one of those people. I'm a people person. I love people, mm-hmm. and I love talking to people. I love and I and I love learning. Yeah. And so, 
you know, I was always just inquisitive. I always was asking questions and things like that. And so I took all of that information, you know what I mean? Everything I learned, all the people that I, mm-hmm. all the people that I learned, learned from. And I really, um, I started putting it into film, you know, yeah. and kind of like poet poetry. Mm-hmm. I was kind of playing around with poetry, yeah. you know, writing in my journal. A lot of those, those things that I wrote in, um, in Sojourn, all of that stuff was like from a discarded journal that wow. like, I had written in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And kind of like re- kind of rediscovered and was like, oh, maybe I could kind of if I piece this with that and this with that, oh, maybe I could so make. Great. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And so like it was just a really creative time. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, going back to the people. Um, but this is why I say that, like, you know, journey is it, is so important. I'm a person of journey. Like, it's so important. And everyone has a different journey. Um, it's, you know, you, you got to honor your, your journey mm-hmm. and honor your process and the journey that you're on. Because right. that all of that got me to right here, sitting on this yeah. couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. When, when did you become confident enough to, like, step out and be like, I am a filmmaker, I'm a director, I'm going to do this project. How did that happen for you? Um, well, I, I, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't give, you know, God his due, his due praise. But right, basically, I kind of just, I, I, I realized that I did need, I needed to kind of, I needed something. And mm-hmm. I was like, what I was, what was lacking was God. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need some God. But then I started realizing I'm like, you know, I can I can have God in my way. I don't it doesn't have to look like my parents mm-hmm. or what they, you know. Right. It can look it can be my own relationship, you know Which what I'm saying? Which is what it should be. Which is what it should be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean? And um so I think first things first, I got that in order. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then once I got that in order and started just kind of I just started like building on that. Um I ended up working um my story is is also it's it's not only about journey, but a lot of my story is also about uh, servitude. I've mm-hmm. always been a servant, like okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I get that from my that's in my DNA. It's in my blood, mm-hmm. you know, um, because my dad's a pastor, and my grandfather was as well. Like I said, and so I just have seen service, and so I say that to say that I was an assistant to an executive um, for like six years. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, and while and while I made Sojourn, so I made Sojourn while being his okay. personal full time assistant, okay. you know, and I think that's when it really started hitting me. I started meeting all these amazing producers and um, DPs. I met um, uh, Barry Jenkins, um, mm-hmm. DP uh, James Laxon one mm-hmm. day. And, you know, it was yeah. just just people that like I was I was I was at award shows and stuff with my yeah with my boss yeah. and i think i just started realizing like i can do this like you know what i mean i was kind of like looking around like yeah. i'm like i can do this you, you know exposed, exposed. In those yeah. exactly yeah and on, to- and on top of that like it was i was like a lot of the clients were like these like white kids that were like you would you know go up to them and ask them, hey, so how did you how did you make this film? And they they, they didn't have anything anything to say. No depth, no nothing. Yeah, Just yeah. like, I'm saying to myself, so you made, you ain't got no depth. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to say uh-huh. in the Q&A. Right. And you were able to pull that off? Mm-hmm. I know I got, I got more depth in my pinky finger than right. you got. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, maybe I do got something to say. Exactly. So it was also just being around a lot of mediocrity as well seeing that on full display on full display you know what i'm saying like seeing it on like full display these people are getting into sundance and tribeca Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff i'm like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah no shade towards any of those those they're able to do it yeah those uh, those people or no shade towards any of those institutions but like it just it really made me kind of be like i think i can do i think i may be able to have something to say i think it's definitely seeing that moment seeing that and being like okay like i'm the only one who's putting this bar of excellence on myself right like this not even it's like this unrealistic standard of what i have to be and what it is and sometimes that causes paralysis like you find yourself not moving forward or being able to create because you're just like 
I have to be amazing to mm-hmm. do this. And then you look around and you see other people are just doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I still yeah. struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. I still struggle yeah. with the whole perfectionism a little bit. And, you know, we grew up as a pastor's kid. Anyone who's a pastor kid knows. Mm-hmm. PKs know. It's all about the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's actually going on and mm. what actually is happening it's all about it's just surface yeah i love my parents they know every i'm, I'm not talking about i'm not talking about them behind their back but <laughs> they a mess and it it it's it's all optics yeah and i grew up that way grew up like the way it looks like presenting yourself in a way that is suitable that mm-hmm. is you know what i mean and so that sometimes can still kind of, it still lingers a little yeah. bit sometimes i can get very caught up in the way it looks yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and not just it's like just do the work just exactly just do it you know exactly what I mean? so that's something that i'm actively working yeah. working on too think, so, but, yeah. but you know what i would even say i think as black people i think sometimes we and we know what, what it stems from yeah but the, the, we but i think we we play around in surface surfaceness if that's a word i don't know but uh you know what i mean but sir i think we play around with surface surfaceness sometimes because it's it's a survival mechanism yeah we've been taught it's putting on the face how many people how many poets and Mm -hmm. activists have talked about this yeah us putting on the face of like you know what i mean and i think sometimes we can get so consumed though with it like that you know it it I don't know. It's yeah. just it's 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 part of that thing where also like as black people, people of color, people yeah. who've gone through repression yeah. can recognize that it's also like especially in our culture where it's just like people see it and they were like, I mean, like you're such a superwoman, you're superhero, mm. black girl magic, and it's like Child. it's all stemmed from this one thing that's causing like oppression right. and having to rise in you know because of in spite of yeah and now like we're in this place where i mean we still fighting but Mm -hmm. we're still like all right something is like unhealthy like mentally going on that's not healthy and like let's push through and i'm so glad that we're in that in (laughs) that space i mean i heard one of one of my uh, black girlfriends one time she was like um she was talking about she's like i'm tired of being strong it's the, i'm trying to be it's about soft i'm trying to be yes. soft you know what i mean and i was just like you know what i feel that too and honestly as a black man i'm tired of being strong too yeah i'm tired of being like your definition of what masculine masculinity means yeah. and all that it's kind of yeah. like because and the thing is is that all that crap is literally rooted in patriarchy like it is literally so, yeah, rooted in it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So I'm just like, man, I can't. I'm tired. Of, I can't keep up with that. Like I it's just exhausting. It's exhausting. Like, let me just live my self life. I'm here for it. It is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about therapist the other day. I'm not gonna say the person's name, but I was talking about how we were, we were, um, I, I, wait. I was talking about how people are trying to become mm-hmm. and be you know this thing or whatever the case yeah. is and you know becoming and unbecoming and all this stuff like that uh-huh. and she was like all of it sounds exhausting to me she's a black woman yeah she was like all of that sounds exhausting she's like how about we just be can we just, just like oh be in gosh. the moment yeah. and just like be yeah you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like i don't know how to be i'm trying <laughs> to learn how to be like all i know you know what i'm saying i was like yeah. all i know how to do is 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 survive is you yeah. know what i mean it's and like it plays into like our hustle mentality and mm-hmm all these things like i'm the first person to be like hey you gotta hustle a little harder but at the same time I'm like i'm tired so right I'm, just... <laughs> I'm like i'm exhausted i'm exhausted and when yeah. she when she said she's like honestly i think becoming and unbecoming i think they're both exhausting and i was just like she's good damn i'm like that's really good I'm put five on that, that okay was good, right? <laughs> that was good. I, thought, I thought so too i was like let's let, let's take let's let's sip to that yeah, i know? need to sip to that one because that's Mm-hmm. Just can just, we just be? Can we just be? You know, why do we have mm-hmm. to be becoming or unbecoming or? Wow, <sighs> it's too much. Child. No, that's that in the words itself, and I'm gonna let it sit for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let it simmer. Just let and I'm gonna simmer. go back and probably journal on that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it. so I know we keep coming back to sojourn, but Please. it's just I felt like you have a very 
if I haven't had these conversations with you, I felt like um, just and just in watching, I was whoever made this has a voice, mm. has something to say, um, and it's filling a void of voices that's not there. Mm. And then I, w- I think my next thought around that was like, how how do you get to that point where you find your voice and like? It's able to just share it so freely. So, yeah, oh. that, no, that's the question. Oh, okay. Like, how did how did you how did you find your voice, and how did you, yeah, get to the point where you're ready to share? So it's funny. It goes back to what we were just talking about. Actually, it just came to me. Um, I'm gonna kind of rephrase your your your. Well, I'm gonna like nitpick at your, do at, it, your do at your it. question yeah. a little bit because in a loving way, mm-hmm. but. It's for me, I think I think that's the issue though. It's not about finding your voice. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so about believing that being present and being like I this is my this voice. This is my voice. And I'm mm-hmm. being vu- being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm exchanging something. So it's less about reaching this place of let me find my voice. Mm-hmm. Let me become yeah. That's becoming. Right. That's I've became this thing. Right. And more about I'm just being. I'm just I'm so, I'm practicing being present. I'm practicing just being in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And intimately sharing that like y'all, this is exactly where I'm at. Right. It's messy, it's ugly. So then that comes with confidence as well, like mm-hmm. to be able to be like this is where I'm at and this is my voice and this is and not only this is my mm-hmm. voice this is who I am yeah. like and I think that's like confidence and just thinking through that also I don't like, think it's confidence you don't think it's confidence I think it's vulnerability I think do you it's, think you have to be confident to be vulnerable I think you have to be truthful mm. to be I think I think you have to be I don't think that you have to be confident okay. to be vulnerable I think that you have to be I think you have to be truthful. I think that you have to be rooted to truth. That's good. And truth is very important to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. That is my, I want to be truthful. So many people in my life have lied to me mm-hmm. and have gaslit me that truth is something. I'm a Scorpio too, by the mm-hmm. way. So truth is a big deal for us. Yeah. Like, but truth is very important to me. Yeah. And if you ain't got truth, you ain't got shit. Right. You ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? You if your word if your if your word is not truthful, what do you got? Right. You know what I'm That's saying? All you got. Yeah. So for me, me being truthful and wanting to be a truthful when I pray to God about being a director, it's not about trying to necessarily be the best. I want to be effective. Mm-hmm. I want to be truthful. Right. And I want to be honest. That's now, good. I will say Sometimes I'm truthful to a fault, and mm-hmm. it, it sometimes the the, the the truth can have me so much in a death grip that like because I, sometimes I get caught up in like well how can I be of service and be the person that is out here doing this thing if I feel like I haven't really mm, yeah I'm not I'm not being truthful I don't yeah. really know you know yeah. what I'm saying. So sometimes to a, it, it can be to, to a fault. It right, can, it can right. mess me up. I can see that. But I'm learning to be present. I'm learning to be to just be like, hey, however I show up, mm-hmm. I'm good. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm three things. I, I am a child of God. I am love. And I'm a creator. Mm-hmm. So those are the three, the, th- the three things that I am at any given moment. That's good. I'm that if, if, if I'm on the couch saying beautiful things and having a, having a beautiful conversation yeah. with you and I'm that if I'm still love if I go outside and someone cut cuz you know cuts me off and I say on accident f you yeah and yeah. then I apologize yeah. I'm still love though yeah I, my essence is love though yeah. you know what I'm saying I apologize I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that to you but you know what I'm yeah, saying? So I'm yeah. like I, I'm kind of like learning like radical like love. Like I'm I'm in the process of learning that. Right. I've been learned it. I'm in the process, the process of, of learning, learning yeah. what that means. You know what I'm saying? So going back to your original question about like having the confidence, I don't think I don't think I necessarily have confidence. I I think that I am driven by truth, and I think that I want to be vulnerable mm. as vulnerable as as possible. Because yeah. by me sitting up here lying. 
that don't help nobody out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes it's performative too. Like yeah. so, like people who to go back to the term that that you're like. I'm just am. But for some people, it is like you're like finding something. And maybe if we just just said like presenting who you are or being honest and truthful with who you are, then this journey of discovering self and discovering your art voice, because I think from my my experience from film school, like everybody was just in this like thing. Also kind of like performing, trying to tell the right story Mm -hmm. in the right way to get the right attention and then it just start feeling like like i I think yeah contrived and you get detached from that thing that you're trying to do Mm -hmm. so i like that what you said that was good thanks i mean it's 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 been a journey it again the this whole the whole theme of this conversation is journey and service and it's just it's a lot. It is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to no, take too much time. But yeah. Yeah. So like for you, if you're talking to someone who's like, I want to be a director, mm-hmm. um, I don't know the first step. What would you throw to them in that Child, moment? Run. Go, <laughs> go, go be an accountant. <laughs> do you know how to count? Do you know how to count? Because if you do, go be an accountant. Do go that. go be hell. Go be an act. Go be an astronaut. Go 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 be the be the president of the United States. Oh my gosh. Don't be a director. I'm joking. Um, what's the question again? What is what it? do you what is your advice for someone who who's not listening to any of that but wants to yes. be a director? Um, hmm. Give me a second. Yeah. To ponder that. Yeah. Man. You stumped me. That's a great question. Yes. I just, I guess you stumped me because, I guess you stumped me because I respect the job mm-hmm. so seriously. And mm-hmm. I, um, I, I think there's a lot of people who want to be directors. I hear a lot of people saying they want to be directors. Um, every actor is a director. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the actors that are great directors and that are doing the work. Um, hmm. If some okay, I, I know. <laughs> you threw me for a loop a little bit. <laughs> I was like, and I should have known you was gonna ask that question. <laughs> Anyways, um, I would say that. I would ask I would I would flip I would flip flip the question on them. I'd say, what type of director do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be an effective, great director that is uh disruptive and and, and affecting change? Or do you want to just be a cog in the wheel? Which one? Because mm-hmm. there are two different types of directors. And they're gonna and be if like, they said oh. <laughs> if they if if, yeah. they, if if I all the people that are watching would say, I want to be a disruptive, mm-hmm. amazing, you know, that type of director. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said that because now I can give you my honest answer. I don't know how to be the other director. Right. If you, if that, if that person asked that question, you got to go ask somebody else. Right. <laughs> there's a matter of fact, there's a lot of people you can ask a lot. Right. You know, I'm not going to get in trouble for naming the names. Name them. Don't do I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> it will be a social media mm-hmm. clip. No. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I listen, I'm not trying to have a viral moment. I'm not. Anyways, um, but I can I can answer the question for the director that I am. Um, and I would say you better be ready for um, a life of servitude. Mm. Because the job is a service. We are... We are, I think that directors are prophets. Mm-hmm. I think that directors are, I think that when you are doing the job correctly and you are aligned with God or if you don't believe in God, um, a higher power mm-hmm. of some sort, something right. that is greater than you, whatever that is. Right. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's just, um, um, uh, maybe it's the, the, the thing inside you. I don't know. But I think that when we, when directors are really 
in that frequency when they really in their bag mm-hmm. um and and they got it firing on all cylinders it's a it, it's a very spiritual um investment mm-hmm. it's a very spiritual um routine you know um you know it it reminds me of almost like like a you know reading about um priests in the bible or whatever and how yeah yeah very priestly like very um there's a rhythm to it there's a but there's also it's a it's a it's a rhythm but it's a it's a it's a for not a formality but it's a ritual right it's a ritual that's what i'm saying it's a it's a ritual that that one partakes in i think yeah and you know i yeah so it's 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 a it's a it's a lifelong um service lifelong job yeah. of service yeah. and so you you got to be ready for that because you're of service to the crew you're of service to the cast mm. you're of service to all your investors you're in ser- you're you're of service to um the audience yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The audience or whatever. Who who who's it for? Right. You know what I'm saying? You're you're of service to the greater audience, even the people that maybe are just pa- the passer buyers. Those mm-hmm. people too. You wanted to get those people too. You right. know. So it's 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 a it's a job of service. And again, this is why I keep referring to my dad being a pastor and and it being in. I'm very pastoral. I'm not a pastor. Yeah. I am pastoral. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's a gifting. It's a gifting. Yeah. And it's on me. And yeah. it's, I'm finally at the point where I can, I I am not afraid of it. I used to be sort of afraid yeah. of the gifting and afraid of like my story and all that stuff like that. No, baby, it's on me. The anointing is on me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and just like it's on you yeah. with the podcast, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why yeah. we've come together and it's 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 magic. It's, it's this... Fireworks, right? Exactly. We both we both are in our lanes, you right? Know what I'm saying, and we're both in our in our in our in our bag. Yeah, you know? and it's outside the four walls of church. Yes, it doesn't have to be. It is exactly part of our purpose and who we are and what we. And put it's out. our ministry. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and so so that is what I would say to a, someone who's trying to be a director. That's good. You you'll learn about the shots and all all that stuff is. Matter of fact, I don't. I don't even want to say you'll learn. As if like when you learn, you have it. You will always be learning about different shots, about mm-hmm. movies, about you know. Oh, go listen. Go watch this director. Go watch for that. Go watch this director for that. Like that's an ever evolving door. You're always learning always in this learning. industry. I want you know people to saying? know that it's not like you'll reach this peak of yeah. oh, now I know everything to know about this. No, yeah, you're gonna always you're gonna always yeah you're gonna always be learning those technical things. And those technical things will always be there. You'll yeah. always know how to turn turn on a red or an Alexa Mini or you know, and technology changes too. You know, the one thing that doesn't change is that service stuff. Yeah, that's that 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 servitude. That mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I take. I, people ask me all the time. Oh, who's your favorite director? I have a I have directors that I like. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a favorite director. Yeah, now. yeah. A lot of the people that I aspire to be and look up to are people like. Um, I love T D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. I love. You know, um, I, you know, uh, Malcolm X. I mm-hmm. love uh, Martin Luther King. I like, um, I like figures. Like, I like yeah. activists. I like, I like poets, you know, you remind people me like of, that. You um, know? A film professor I had, mm. uh, Haile Garima at Howard University. He was just always like, you have to read all the arts and the sciences yep. and subjects outside of film. Mm-hmm to like know what you're talking about a lot of times exactly and to create characters and to create these worlds and those are the people who are going to influence right. your art most of the time yeah exactly it's really not the not it's it's it is the directors mm-hmm. I, I i i love steven spielberg i love barry jenkins i love steve mcqueen mm-hmm. um you know pta is great you know what i mean um i love i love i love i love douglas sirk um of Back in the day, um, he did all the melodramas. Mm-hmm. He created the melodrama. Oh you man! Know, all yeah. of those sappy films. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I, I don't think melodramas are sappy necessarily. <laughs> I love melodramas. A I good do. Melodrama. I, I do. Yeah. I do. A lot of. I think the word melodrama has a sort of like a negative connotation. Yeah, I agree. But I love some of those movies. Yeah. Did you ever see um, that film? Beautiful film by Douglas Sirk. Um, 
what is it called? Uh, Imitation of Life. Yes. The second, the yes. second one, not yes. that first one. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, that one with Le- with, yeah. Le- with with Lana Turner. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That one there. I mean, that brilliant. Just and, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I remember being a kid, being like, "She don't want to be black. What? What is happening? What's going on? Mama? You know <laughs> right? what I mean? Like it yeah. just. I remember I watching. Mean, I think I watched that for the first time when I was older, like in college or something. Yeah. And I was just like, this is what and, just, and, and and the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Lana Turner walking around with them, with them, with them long trains on, yeah. and the, it it just it's too much. It was just it was amazing. It was beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'm influenced by a lot of things um, and a lot of directors, but I think a lot of the people that that really um, that I look up to and aspire to are usually people that are. Not even in the field. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I feel like we, we're probably going to have more conversations in the future mm-hmm. because this is just too good to me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I can I can go on forever. But <laughs> one thing I one thing I like to do is to do takeaways from our conversation. Okay. And our producer has been typing them up Ooh. as we go. Okay. I hope so. So I'm going <laughs> to pull it up. I've been hearing them keys. You heard the keys going. Clickety clack, click, click, click. I've been hearing them. Yep. So, key takeaways number one: as a filmmaker, your internal well-being is just as important as your technical skills. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl. That was good. You were listening. He did say it. <laughs> <laughs> you did say it, and I think that's important. Like you referred to your therapist. Um, I was talking to a young lady who was saying uh, she wants to be in this industry, but. Mm. Um, she also wants to be able to focus on her well-being and she ha- she sees a therapist would she be able to like work as a PA in the industry and I was like yes and if you tell people I was like we like therapy so if you go and you're yeah. like I have this on Thursdays at this time we're going to encourage you to go we're going to encourage you to go Absolutely. and that's so important that's so important mm-hmm. um, honor your journey and your process that's takeaway number two mm-hmm. honor your journey and your process yeah. takeaway number three you don't have to be perfect to be ready. Yes. Yep. Yep. You don't. I'm still learning that. Listen, yeah. I have put out like one of these podcasts when the sound falls out and I'm losing my mind yeah. and I can't fix the sound. And I was like, it's not about you. It's the fact that you did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm really like hyping myself yeah. up. Like it's all right. Somebody's going to get the message. Yeah. Yeah. And you just learn next time that it's not yeah. going to be that way. That's so, a hard yes. one. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. hard. It's so, oh, hard. It's so hard. And it's just like, I'm better than that, people. <laughs> like, but you don't have to be perfect and to be ready. And low-key, we know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. The, the people that really matter, we know. Yeah. We know that you, you know? are good people. Right. Exactly. You know? We, know you, we know you college educated. <laughs> we know. You know? <laughs> it's like, I, I need to know that y'all know that I know. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, and we're working through it. Mm-hmm. Number four, it's less about finding your voice and more about being who you truly are and sharing that with others. Mm-hmm. And that was a that one for me was a really good one that yeah. you said. Because I, like I, I got one more thing to say about finding your voice. Because finding your voice, you'll be looking for that forever. Listen, it's like yeah. we, we we as humans we always find reasons to be like I ain't found my voice yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and this is like. I'm kind of shocking myself. I'm like, who is this? Who who's talking? Cause like I know I'd be sweating at the house, you uh-huh. know, about trying to find my voice sometimes. You know, yeah. You know how you have your days. Where yeah, you're of like, course. I don't have my voice, and well, you know. But it's kind of like it, it, you're gonna. It's just you could spend a lifetime finding your voice. Yeah. But you you are you know? who you are. But you are who you are. Said that you are who you are, player. I forget who that was. Is that Jay Z? Whatever. <laughs> Sound like maybe something he would say. Um, number five, directing is a job of service. You're serving your audience, your crew, your cast, etc. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be a disruptive, disruptor director, mm-hmm. then knowing that you're going into a life of service. Life of service. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. If we wanted to find you on Instagram or on social media, how could we find you? On Instagram, I am Jonathan Aubrey Lewis. Aubrey is A-U-B-R-I-E. Um, Jonathan is J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N 
in Lewis's. We all know how to spell Lewis, right? <laughs> and it's so, on the lower third, just in case y'all. Exactly. So yeah, that's my social media. I don't have Twitter. I don't have I have a Facebook, but I'm never on it. So Right. If you wanna if you're trying to catch up with me, you're trying to find me, catch me on IG. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. This is this been was wonderful. amazing. I also just want to say really fast yeah. to the people and everything. This was amazing. I it was amazing. Twilla is is amazing um if you haven't met her if you're just someone who tunes in and watches like continue to tune in and watch because i've talked to a lot of people i have had a lot of moments like this um some people are are fake behind the scenes she's the real deal oh thank you she really is a good people and 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 guess what her people are good people i'm looking at them you can't see them but they good they good people so this is a good place this is this is good soil okay Thank you so much. Thank you for that. No worries. I'm going to almost tear up, but I'm not going to tear up right now. Okay, talk, cut the cameras off. <laughs> don't, don't take me to <laughs> Cut the camera but, off. <laughs> thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. Remember, we are everywhere where podcasts are. You can listen everywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what you can do. Um, until next time.